Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand uniforms during my time. So, hey, this is going to be a special episode And I'm not even going to talk that much about Bearcat basketball, but I'm going to talk about something that will impact Bearcat basketball. Let me jump into my social media real quick. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat at BigMeach41. But I'm still not on TikTok. Mm. And my producer, Stu, is working on me. He's mm-hmm. working on me to get it. But he, he's got to get TikTok as well. With that being said, with this special episode number 13, we're going to talk about the effect of the coronavirus pandemic on youth basketball, grassroots basketball, and how that impacts college basketball. So your favorite team, the Bearcats, uh, Musketeers, the Norse, uh, Dayton Flyers, all those teams are going to be impacted by that. And I'm going to talk to you about that in a second. But I'd like to bring in my producer, Stu. He's going to join me today on this episode. How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing very good. Very good. Very, very good. Very good. <clears throat> now, what, what most people don't know is, you know, the timing of this pandemic is impacting grassroots basketball, something that you and I are both involved in. Right. So, first of all, Stu, you, you coach uh, on a couple different levels. You coach at the high school level. Coach at the high school level at Warner Hills High School, uh, head coach for the freshman team, assistant coach for the JV and varsity. What was your record this year for freshmen? So, first we were 16-4, and four, came in first in our conference. Very good. Nice. Very good. Very good. So, that was, that was good, man. It was definitely a fun season this year. Um, and then also for AAU, coach for the Cincy Lakers. Last year, coached the 17U team and planning on – Doing that again this year. <laughs> Planning which gonna, on it. Which we're going to talk about. We're yeah. definitely going to talk about that. Yeah. So here's just to ever give everyone a timeline. Here's what happens. The high school basketball season, when it starts to end, AAU tryouts begin. And for those that are not familiar with AAU, um, AAU basketball is primarily a spring and summer activity. And... And it serves a lot of different purposes. And and Stu, if you want to add on to this, you're welcome. But one of the the purposes of AAU is to help a lot of these players improve, improve their game for the following year, right? So if they're, you know, sophomores and below, they're really improving their game for the next year. And then also for a lot of these kids, you know, sophomores and up, they're trying to be recruited. They're mm-hmm. trying to be seen mm-hmm. by colleges. No doubt. No doubt, man. They, and that's, that's the big part of it. You know, and that's always been a big part of it, of trying to get, like you said, recruited, trying to get seen, trying to get some exposure. And uh, so for some guys, man, this is their last go around. Absolutely. You know, this is their last opportunity for that to happen. And they're sitting there like, oh, my goodness, man, am I going to is this going to be a possibility? Am I going to miss out? What's next? What does this mean for me? What do I do? It's probably a lot of thoughts going into players heads. You know, I've had the opportunity to talk to some of them and they're just like, I don't know what's I don't know what's about to happen. You know, so it's, it's, it's interesting, man. 
And that's exactly, you know, what a lot of uh, young men in our program are thinking and they're asking me about. Mm -hmm. So we'll have, Stu, we'll have about 23 teams this year in my AU program. Um, and a lot of our younger teams, you know, the kids are like, oh, you know, oh, we really want to play, but we understand if, you know, if it doesn't happen. Because they mm -hmm. have next year. Right. But for the older kids, it's like what you were saying, mm -hmm. man, this is my opportunity. And, and what Stu is talking about is this, folks. These kids that are on teams go out. So if, if Stu's coaching the 17U team for the Cincy Lakers, they go to a tournament. And let's say they go into an NCAA certified event. There'll be college coaches that surround the courts and watch and evaluate these players. And let's say Stu has a, has a player that's, you know, capable of playing college. There'll be different colleges between Division One, Two, Three that will evaluate these kids, and some of which get offered scholarships shortly thereafter. So the way things are set up today, um, and, and it's changed a lot, high school basketball obviously is still it's, it's great. Um, people love high school basketball. But when it comes to recruiting, it's not as important as AAU. And what I mean by that is a lot of these schools' budgets, they can't go and drive or fly to all these high school games, right? Mm -hmm. But if there's an AAU tournament that has 100 teams in it in one location, let's say in Raleigh, North Carolina, that coach or coaches flies or drives to rally and they can knock out watching hundreds of players mm -hmm. budget wise that works out for them so grassroots basketball has become that much more important and still you you see that you go to these tournaments all the time man you know we go to these tournaments like you said they got special seating for coaches you know and then they sit there and they evaluate man and you know it's good for the players to be able to experience that um even if they're younger or whatever just to see like okay this is what i should be working for this is this is a goal yep. to work towards to be playing in front of these coaches and um hopefully doing well and getting a getting a scally so and, and what's so cool about it too is and we call it um, amongst the, the coaches in my program, we call it Logo Row. So you go to these games and all these coaches sit and they've got the polos mm -hmm. or, or zip-ups with their logo. So they got Logo Row and they're all sitting down. Yeah. It's really cool when your team's playing. And, and depending on if you have a high-level player or you're playing a team that has a high-level player, right. you'll see Roy Williams sitting there, yeah. Bob Huggins, yeah. Bill Self. Yeah. I mean, that's just amazing for those kids. Yeah, and one of the coolest things, we had a tournament. Um, <laughs> I thought of something. But it, it, we had a tournament, and it, we weren't in that tournament, but there was a tournament in the same city. Mm -hmm. um, it was the Peach Jam. Yeah, yep. And so I was able to take a couple of my players over there. One of the, By the way, Peach Jam is one of the biggest Nike tournaments yeah. in the country. And uh, the tournament that we was in... <laughs> We got bamboozled. <laughs> you were bamboozled? Because we thought we was in it. It was called the Peach Slam. <laughs> you were in the Peach Slam. You ever heard of that? I've not heard of the Peach Slam. <laughs> and you, were, you thought you were going to be in the Peach Jam? Nah, we knew. But, okay. uh, but I, was just, uh, I was just, it's funny because we would tell people like, will you be in the Peach Slam? They'd be like, oh, really? <laughs> wow. But, you know, we was able to go down. It was in the same city, which is crazy. We were able to go down. It's in Augusta, Augusta, right? Augusta, yeah. You know. um, 
and we were able to go over there and watch. I mean, it was just a great experience just to for them to see something that they can work towards. Mm-hmm. You know, because for my team, we had a lot of young guys. Even though we were 17 U, majority of them were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to be able to see that, um, the guys that they look up to on social media, like Jalen Green and um, what was uh, the other kid's name? I don't know what his name is. But oh, Christopher, Josh Christopher, something like that. Mm-hmm. Josh Christopher. Those guys were playing and – into the door walks Roy Williams. I mean, we're standing right next to each other. Um, Calipari, Coach K, all, all the top coaches you can think of, just sitting, like you said, logo row. It's crazy. Just all sitting next to each other. Oh, they're crap. Here come Chris Paul. Chris Paul walked in. Yep. And it's just like, wow, Blake Griffin. And you see this, and you're like, wow, man, this is a, this is a cool atmosphere. You know? It is. And, and sometimes AU gets a bad rep. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what happens is, so if you look at, the top AU programs and teams in the country, there's always something going on with them. There's always some sort of drama or, you know, as of, uh, I guess, a couple years ago, there were a lot of violations that were occurring with schools and there, there, these kids AU coaches were involved in transactions, illegal transactions. Mm-hmm. But, and people think that that is AU basketball. But, but I always tell people the majority of AAU really isn't like that because the creme de la creme, the elite teams, the elite programs, there's not that many of them, mm-hmm. right? There's more teams like your team, mm-hmm. my teams. Mm-hmm. There's more teams like that around the country where, in my opinion, we're doing a great service for these these young men and helping them improve their game and getting them in front of coaches, potentially getting their school paid for, mm-hmm. right? Staying away from all that other drama that happens at the, the super high level. Um, but so just to kind of give people an understanding of how the calendar works with, with uh, AAU, in the month of April, we usually start in the month of April. Um, I don't know when you guys start, but usually April 3rd mm-hmm. is our first weekend for all of our teams to to start. And then the week after this year is Easter, and we didn't have anything planned on Easter. And the following week, then you start the live period is what we've been talking about. So mm-hmm. the college coaches are only allowed to go out during certain week weekends right. to evaluate players. Mm-hmm. So the majority of AAU, college coaches aren't at. Right. So I think sometimes fans – of you know Bearcats and, and different programs don't understand that these college coaches just can't pull up and watch teams play. They have certain days and times that they can be out, and April is one of those times. Um, Nike EYBL, uh, the Gauntlet, and I believe Under Armour as well has all canceled their April um, recruiting period. Mm-hmm. It's over. It's mm-hmm. done with because right. of this because of the coronavirus. Now, <laughs> your team is going to be in the same boat my team is from this standpoint. You can't practice. Mm, yeah, we can't. So let's say in two weeks this pandemic reaches its peak and then slowly starts to you know, fizzle out, things get back to normal. And let's say at some point mid-April, end of April, things get back to normal. Well, nobody's practiced. Right. So do you jump back into these tournaments? Like, we don't know how that's going to work out. Right. It's going to be very that's interesting. It's going to be interesting. It is, man, because I, like you said, everybody's going to be just like, okay, well, crap, I guess, what do we do? We just get back to it and, you know, everybody's going to be rusty and, 
you know, but yeah, I don't know. We're all going to be in the same, the yeah. same boat. But I think this is my opinion on, on what's going to happen. Okay. So I think it's going to reach its peak, this, the, the virus here, the next couple weeks. Like I said, things will fizzle down. Uh, after Easter, I'm hoping around April 15th, things kind of get at least back to normal. And um, at, at some point after that, kids getting back to school. And I think once kids, if it gets to this point, hopefully, that they put kids back in school, then I think everything else just kind of shifts back to normal. Yeah, uh, We can get back to practicing and, you know, best case scenario, we're planning the end of April mm-hmm. in some sort of event. Right. Um, I'm also hearing that they could potentially move. So in, in our world, the NCAA certified events, the recruiting periods are, are the two bookends of our season. So April, there's a recruiting period and then July. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard things as far as in April, that's over and they're going to move it to July. So they're going to stack July with all the live period NCAA events, Right. which um, I could see them doing that. Um, it could impact, you know, I don't know about you, but we have a lot of kids that play football mm-hmm. and then football stuff kind of starts up and they're going mm-hmm. to these football camps and some people go on vacations and all that. Right. So we're going to adjust. It's going to be a major, and that's the major thing for everybody right now is we're all just going to have to adjust, yep. right? We're going to have to adjust because we really don't have any other option. Things have been canceled. Things have been postponed and things are going to have to be rescheduled, which means that it's going to be moved into a time slot that you had something else planned for. Yep. And so now that has to be moved. Yep. And so a lot of things just going to have to be shifted around. And like you said, man, we're just going to have to adjust. Right. And that's something that we need to learn how to do it, be able to do anyway. Yep. Right. And, so and I agree with that. And, and, and from a college coaching standpoint, so, this is the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. So John Brandon and his staff, at this point, um, obviously they'd be hopefully they'd still be playing some some college basketball, but they're also planning what they're going to do during that recruiting period in April. So you know they're going to send um, one coach here, another coach to another location to watch certain kids play, and that impacts um, recruiting. So if they take away, let's say they take away April and, and, and college coaches just aren't on the road recruiting in April, um, it's going to have a huge impact on a lot of teams and kids they were looking at and talking to. Um, it would just be interesting to see. And, and, and the other thing, too, is um, I was talking about this on episode 12 of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast, and that is it would be interesting to see if they give some of these seniors from this year's class – if they give them another year to play mm-hmm. college basketball. Now, I don't think it'll happen, yeah. but if somebody puts up a good enough argument in this and that, and if that does happen, wow, that impacts the scholarships. And then, oh. so, so let's say like, for example, with the Bearcats, mm. let's say a Trey Scott, they say, Trey, you could have another year. Trey comes back, we'd love to have Trey Scott for another year, right? Mm-hmm comes back for another year now you only you're only allowed so many scholarships per year so you're recruiting guys does that mean you have to drop one kid like there's a lot of numbers and things to figure out right but i think you said something and that is we've got to adjust mm-hmm. and it's a great opportunity 
sports is a microcosm of life, right? Yeah, absolutely. So they're reevaluating a lot of things that are going on in sports. Mm. And in some ways, I think some things will improve. In life, we're reevaluating a lot of things because I think this country is going to be shut down for yeah. the next two weeks, like completely. And people are going to need to read books like Jonathan Boyle's <laughs> book. Good. You know, they're going to have to write. John, he's, he's sitting right here. He said, good. <laughs> they're going to have to read um, books. And, and, right. and you know, the other thing too. say this, I'll let you talk real quick mm -hmm. with this virus. I think it's also going to shift people's attention to health and fitness. Hmm. I think people will pay more attention to what they eat. Are they working out? Mm -hmm. I honestly think it's going to make some people do that, that normally don't pay attention to that stuff. Yeah, because you, a lot of times you get a reality shock and, you know, you start to realize like, okay, I pay attention on so many, like my attention goes to all these different things, but if I don't have my health... <laughs> now what? You know, without your health, it, you know, it's nothing. Nothing. Nothing else really matters. If if you can't even, you know, go outside the house, you know what I mean. So it's like, you know, I think it's a reality shock, and I think people are are finally getting to see what's really important, you know, and because it's something that we've all should have been paying attention to. But fear will a lot of times be the 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 very thing that caused you to finally make a change. So absolutely. Um, so and another thing I wanted to say too was um, when it comes to adjustments. Um, as coaches, a lot of times we see this and something I try to base my coaching on when it comes to games is it's, it's part of our job to prepare our team. You know, preparation is key. Yep. Right? It's very key. Um, but the second key part when it comes to the games is adjustments. Yep. Preparation and adjustments. Preparation and adjustments. Those are the two things. That combination, right, it's going to give you the best chance of winning the game. Because if you just go in there and you're stubborn with your, your game plan or the strategy without making any adjustments, you'll lose a lot of times. You know, and I heard one coach say uh, your, your, your game plan or your whatever is really just for the first, first quarter. And after that, it's all adjustments. Mm -hmm. You know, you're yeah. going to start to make changes. So, yep. and like you said, sports is a, it's a big metaphor for, you know, life. And so... Um, that's what we have to do, man. We, it's good to be prepared, but you also got to be ready to adjust. So well, well said, yeah. well said, but uh, you know, listen, I, I wanted to, um, address this on mm -hmm. the Bearcat basketball podcast because I, I, I really think people don't understand how this pandemic really does affect, you know, youth sports and, and college yeah. basketball moving forward. And it's going to change up some things. And, Hopefully change up things for the better. Hopefully the NCAA is really taking a hard look at how they do things. So, and Lord knows I'm very critical of the NCAA and uh, their treatment of student athletes. I think they could do a lot better job. And at this point, uh, it's going to force their hand to do some things differently. And they might lose some money in some ways by doing some things differently. But I think on the back end, they'll, they'll improve a lot, make a lot more money um, by making good improvements so we will see how this plays out um and uh, i want to thank Stu for coming on very good spit I, spitting your knowledge i appreciate it. appreciate you having me on and I, hey i wish your team the best of luck thank you because i know how important from, from well let me say this two two ways i know how important aau is for a lot of these young players right now 
Mm-hmm. And then I know how much time coaches put into AU, and people yeah. don't understand that. Like, yeah. like, Stu, you could coach an AU game, and man, you get some parent coming up to you at just coming at your neck, like, "Hey, man, this I like what you did here." Mm-hmm. But if they were to calculate mm. all you did for all those players, driving them to tournaments paying for food, the time you spend with them. I mean, the value behind that is it's incredible. And mm-hmm. I, I know that cause I've been, I've been doing this 19 years. Mm-hmm. So am I, am I right? You're 100% right. You're 100% right, man. You know, and you know, it's a sacrifice. It really is. But, um, as coaches, man, we, we just, we enjoy it, man. It's something that we love to do. Um, so yeah, man, it's I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's crazy. A lot of times, during the during the times, you're like, man, this 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 might be my final year. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say it. You know, a lot of people say you it. Always, you always had that moment a lot of times where you like, you know, I think I gave it all I had. You know, you might have to do a press conference or something. You know, and do your. <laughs> but then you know, you, every year it's like I'm ready to get right back to it. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to get back. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Man, There's an know? addiction to it. Yeah. And honestly, the addiction is is watching those kids succeed. And, and I think, yeah. you know, the the true trophy is in in the players and watching them achieve mm-hmm. their goals. Yeah. And it's just like I always say, it's like golf, right? I'm not a good golfer. I don't play a lot of golf. Mm-hmm. But if you go out right now, Stu. And, and they lined up 30 golf balls, and 29 of them you hit, and they went in the woods, terrible shots. But that 30th one, if you hit it on that sweet spot, and it goes bing, and it mm-hmm. just takes off right down the middle of that, you're like, all right, put 30 more balls. Down. Right, yeah. I, I need to do this again, right? Yeah. And that's the yep. same thing with AU. We get frustrated. Mm-hmm. And, we, we, and we, at times we're like, man, this might, this might be it. But then that one kid or, you know what I mean? That happens almost every time. It's like you get that one text message and you're like, oh, man. Oh, I know man. exactly the <laughs> you know text message. I know that text message. <laughs> yeah, that one text message that'll make you be like, I'll do this forever. <laughs> like, man. Uh, like, it's that one met and you need that a lot of times, man. But it's, it's, we have to remember that. We have to remember that. That's the one thing I try to remind myself. Like, even if you don't get the text message, right, you have to understand that some of the most thankful and grateful people that you'll impact may never say anything to you about it. Yep. But deep down, they're like, I am thankful for that person you know it you know it yeah you know it you don't you don't hear it sometimes mm -hmm. but you know it you see it absolutely and kids 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 oftentimes have a tough way of saying thank you they Mm -hmm. struggle with it right and and i think even more so now with social media yeah and avoiding that face-to-face yeah i mean they'll text you some stuff like you talked about but face-to-face yep they struggle with that, no doubt. But you can you can tell. Mm-hmm. But and it's funny you you were talking about um, every year you're talking about not you know mm-hmm. hanging it up. Yeah. But um, you know back back in the day when when Jay Z uh, made the Black Album, are you familiar with the Black Album? Yeah. And that was kind of his you know that was it. He said this is my last album ever. Mm. And um, it, it wasn't. Right. It, 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 the game kept pulling him back in. Mm. And it's just it's and you often hear him talk about some of the reasons, you know, that he 
keeps coming back making music jay-z's 50 years jay-z's my favorite artist of all time rapper mm. of all time stevie wonder's my favorite artist mm. of all time first stevie wonder song uh gosh my well let me say this my favorite album is songs in the key of life okay um have you heard that album i think so okay and the reason I, I, I say Songs of the Key of Life is my favorite album, and every song on there is my favorite song. But if you had to choose one? <clears throat> um, Just my one. Sharia Moore is probably. Okay. Um, my Ooh. Hey. Did See, you hear know. those vocals, they, Jay? They don't know, Jay. Jay knows. Jay, Jay knows that. Hey. Man, we got to get you an R, R&B album hey, coming come out. Come on now. Say you stuff, come on, man. You gotta, come on now. Come on. Wow. Come on now. So, man, you totally threw me off. Let me, let, me, let me get back on, <laughs> on track here. Uh, Jay-Z is my favorite hip-hop artist of all time, and he often talks about you know, keep coming back in the game. And, and, and one of the beautiful things about like Jay-Z as an artist is the fact that he's continued to reinvent himself as an artist and his music and the message in his music is so impactful. He just dropped a new collab album with Jay Electronica. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and just the, the, I call it, he even says in the album, the jewelry he's dropping on folks, that album, and even his solo album he just released recently, the jewelry that he puts in there for people to listen to mm-hmm. it is crazy. Like, Jay-Z's a billionaire. He doesn't have to do anything anymore. He's got a beautiful wife, mm-hmm. three kids, houses all over L.A., New York. He doesn't have to do this anymore. Right. But something keeps bringing him back. Mm-hmm. The same thing that keeps the impact of what you're saying right. um, is incredible. Mm-hmm. So... I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave it on that note. I appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you for having me. Man. And I, I didn't know you could sing. Now that was the first. It. I know. Can, can you you want to leave us on another? What's your who's your favorite artist of all time? Before I my favorite artist of all time is the one and only MJ Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yes. Who was influenced by Stevie Wonder? Sure was. Sure was. I think it all. I think at the end of the day, it all revolves around Stevie Wonder because Stevie Wonder impacted, I think, two of the greatest artists of all time, and that's Michael Jackson and Prince. Mm. And I think he had a heavy impact on both of them, and James Brown too. Like James Brown was the real deal. That's my dad's favorite. But, but Stevie, do, mm. do you do you you know much Stevie? I know some Stevie. Okay. I know some Stevie. Okay. Okay, good. I'm I'm, I'm happy about this. Everybody, every I think every phone should have like when you buy an Apple phone or whatever, it should come with some Stevie Wonder songs on it. Like it should automatically. Thing is, a lot of people these days don't probably know, but they everybody's heard some Stevie. Everybody, even kids, like they they if you played, they'd be like, oh okay, I heard that song before. I just didn't know who it was by. You know, that's what that's what a lot of it is too. I've I've heard that a lot. So even with Michael Jackson and. You know, a lot of artists they don't know who it, who it is, but they've heard of it. So, and I think I think Michael Jackson came during that time in which he he was such a pop sensation, mm-hmm. whereas Stevie wasn't a pop sensation. He came in a different time, right? Um, and just his, his songwriting abilities, um, his ability to play multiple instruments, and mm-hmm. all while this dude is blind, right. which Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal says that Stevie Wonder's not blind. Yeah, because he got in the elevator. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, what if he wasn't? 
if Stevie Wonder, I, I've said this for a long time, if Stevie Wonder isn't blind, that might be one of the biggest stories, like of all time. Of all time, like it. Have you ever seen a video of him? They made Stevie. It was like an event, and there's like a thousand people in his gym and they made Stevie shoot a free throw. Yeah. <laughs> and then they cheer like he made it. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, that was so wack. I saw that. I, said, I saw Y'all that. better leave my guy um, Stevie alone. <laughs> and not to venture uh, on this, but I know Stevie's, Stevie, listen, Stevie's my favorite, favorite artist ever. I think he's a great person, but the people around him have to talk to him about his hair. <laughs> He don't know. The, he can't he got, know. He, he, he probably don't even know. He, so hold on. You, you would know this. I actually don't know this. Has he always been blind? Or? He, he, as far as I know, when he, when he was a young, I think he went blind as a young child. If I'm, if I, think, I don't think he was born blind. I think he went blind. Okay. I, that's something I might There's have another to artist who was blind, right? Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Okay. Because yeah. I get those two stories. Like, I know Ray Charles. Was he born blind? That I that I because I've don't seen the know. movie, but I can't remember. I, I, that I don't know. That's something I would have to I'd have to look up and because uh, he probably search. don't know his hair is like he has to feel it. Like you 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 literally have braids in the back and then it's bald in the. It's just a, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's not. It's a, different. It's, it's not a. It's, it's, <laughs> you're being nice. It's not different. It's, it's bad. Different. It's, it's, it's he bad. changing the game. They you ever hear the the you see these memes? They say. When Stevie Wonder walks in a room, he he looks like Jeezy in the front and then two chains in the back. I'm weak. It's just like <laughs> Jeezy in the front, <laughs> two chains in the back. <laughs> How do you be coming up with this stuff? The internet's undefeated, as we know. Oh, Man, this, my gosh. this is definitely the Bearcat fans aren't going to be ready for this podcast. Yeah, They're, we 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 took it all over the place. We did, but. We did. Um, I want to thank everybody uh, for listening and, and Stu coming on. Uh, you can check me out on social media. I'm on Twitter and IG at Alex underscore Meacham, M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Alex Meacham, Snapchat at Big Meach 41. No TikTok yet. We're working on that. Mm-hmm. And if you want to right now, Stu, shout out your social media in the podcast you do. Very good. And so um, my my personal social media is on Instagram. I am Stu Holt, S-T-U-H-O-L-T. Um, just follow me there. I got a Twitter and all that. But follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Um, so for Is that po- your most important app? Instagram, yeah. Okay. Instagram. Yeah, because I have a Snap. I have a Twitter. have Facebook, but mostly Instagram. Okay. Mostly, that's where I put all my content at mostly. Um, for our podcast, The Good Podcast, follow us at Good Podcast, good with three O's, G-O-O-O-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Good Podcast. So follow us there. We drop episodes every Monday morning. Um, and so, yeah, we got some, some exciting stuff, man. We really do. We are starting to get um, some special guests back on like we were before. Um, okay. So we're, we're really excited. We're really okay. excited. Hopefully I can hop on one. Maybe maybe so. We, maybe one of these yeah, days. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. All right. I want to thank everybody <laughs> for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go, Go Bearcats. Bearcats. Good. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> he was ready. <laughs> hey, he was waiting. He I was, was waiting. <laughs>